Hello, and welcome to Songwriters Spotlight, the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative Series. I'm Dr. Dan, your host of the show, where we feature Western Mass songwriters who perform their original songs and talk about the art of songwriting. Stay tuned to explore more about music and the tunesmithing that creates it. On this show, we'll feature Claire Dacey, a folk singer-songwriter, instrumentalist, naturalist ecologist, visual artist, teacher, and mom. Please stay tuned for great original music and conversation about songwriting with Claire Dacey. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so this first song is called I Remember, and um, it it comes from uh, an experience that I had in the last year where I sat in the woods in the same place every day for a year, um, and there's a lot more to that that I won't get into, but at the end of that year, I really wanted to write a thank you song to the forest, this beautiful place that had kind of held me day after day for a year. And I really had no idea what that would be like, um, what that song should be like. And I went out to my site and I just um, kind of asked the forest, I said, I want to write a thank you song. I don't know what it should be. And I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> and uh, and this song just, um, it just came right through. It was just, it was there and I was like, whoa, that's different. <laughs> it's not anything that I would have come up with, but I love it. Um, I remember. i 
So this next song is called Push the Dream, and it is a song about the first women to cross Antarctica on foot. And um, I wrote this song. It was partly inspired by uh, Bill Stain's, not Bill Stain's, um, Stan Rogers' song, Northwest Passage. And I've always loved singing that song, and I love the adventure in that song, this sort of this epic scope of that song. And I wanted to write a song that had that kind of epic scope and adventure. And I wanted it to be about women. So I did some research and I found out about these two women, um, Leva Arneson and Anne Bancroft, who crossed Antarctica back in, I think it was 2001. And this is really different than most of my songs in that I actually did lots of research and I read things that they had written and I read articles and I watched videos of them talking and I researched Antarctica and this song is what came out of it about their um their trip which was definitely epic um and there's a vocabulary word in here that I always like to define since it's unfamiliar for most people it's sastruga which is a Russian derived word for these waves that form in the ice um, over time as wind just blows over the ice and it creates these waves. And as they were skiing across the continent, they had to navigate these big waves in the ice, which was really a huge challenge. So Sestruga is what that is. Racing winter Sun dips low but never disappears And when it slips away The endless night is near And we've still 500 miles to go Of ice and wind and frozen tears And bitter driven snow The Sastruga rank on our way cruel disguise of wind and time they're beautiful and strange cursed or blessed we choose our fate this day 
This song is like it's a, like a prayer, um, and I think that's probably the best thing that I can say about it. It's very personal um, to me, and yeah. Also, I I use the word Lord in this song, and I know that's sort of like can be controversial for people, and and for me it it means just sort of the universe spirit and for some people it might mean god and for some people it might just really mean nothing but <laughs> anyway make my life a song oh lord make my
is called um, "Babe, You're Still on My Mind," which is I don't I don't write a lot of love songs, but I felt like I should shake it up a little bit by putting one of those in. Um, and this is um, I think of this as like my oldest living song. <laughs> so I certainly wrote songs before this, but none of them that are still in circulation. <clears throat> so this is a, an oldie, but hopefully a goodie. This song is called This Is The Melody, and I wrote it um, back in 2005 when I was spending the summer on a, a, a horse ranch that um, is also a healing refuge for women. And I was doing a work study there, and I 
was staying in this little yurt in the desert and um, I had a day where I basically just hung out at the yurt and sat and watched the day go by uh, on the desert and it was very beautiful and this was one of those songs that just kind of arrived like whole just from witnessing the day. So it's called This is the Melody.
Well, Claire, thanks so much for being here today and your performance was wonderful, just wonderful at, at a lot of levels. So <laughs> thank, thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. So um, your, your music is uh, clearly an expression of, of your interests and your passions. And I notice a big theme is nature. Um, how, how did you come to be so interested in nature? Whoa. Um, I, I've been interested in nature since I was a little kid. Yeah. And I think, I think there's just some, like, it's like just in me on some level. But I had a lot of good nature experiences as a kid that, and it's just, you know, if you're a curious person, nature is like the perfect place to go because you could never answer all your questions. You could never be bored. So that was part of my initial draw to nature, I think. But um, I just feel so much when I'm in nature, when I'm in the forest, when I'm in the mountains, wherever I am. Um, and, you know, it's not something that there's a lot of songs about. I feel like there's lots of love songs and there's lots of, you know, I don't know fill in the blank, but there aren't a lot of nature songs. Um, and it's, there's so much that's like welling up in me when I'm in a natural setting and it's something that you can't just casually kind of blab about like, Hey Bill, how's it going? Yeah. I had this transcendent experience in nature this morning. How are you doing? You know, I don't know. It just needs, yeah. it needs music. It needs poetry. Mm. It needs something more to express it. So it's really, it's like the, the core that my life is built around. So it makes sense that it's also the core of my songwriting in a lot of ways. So that's a passion side of it. But you've also studied, formally studied nature. Yes. How does that, does that come into your music? Um, it does actually sometimes. Um, I have a few songs with some real nerdy bits in them <laughs> that come from years of nature science study ecology and geology and um i think i think where it comes in is that it's not really direct it's not like i my scientific understanding is like right there in the song but i i think that it gives me such a framework for understanding what I'm seeing and experiencing when I'm in nature. And I think it helps me see more uh, than I otherwise would. Um, and I've looked at nature from so many different angles and through so many different lenses that it's just very, it's a very facile kind of topic for me. And I can, um, I can make a story out of something, I think, probably more easily because of all this studying, even though you know, I'm usually coming at it from a more sort of emotional angle when I'm writing a song, but it's, it's in there. <laughs> I'm sure it's mm -hmm. in there. <laughs> and I, I have the sense, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of your nature experiences involve sitting in one place and taking it in. Is that accurate? Um, that's not totally accurate. That's like this most recent phase of my kind of connecting with nature has been centered around sitting in one place and taking it in. And, uh, and in some ways that was kind of a new thing for me. 
um, there's always some element of that. Um, but there's also just like a lot of, you know, backpacking through the mountains and, you know, long distance hikes and canoe trips and, um, a lot of scientific field work, which sometimes involves sitting in the same place, but a lot of times involves a lot of like bushwhacking through the woods from one site to another, taking data and sort of trying to take in the nature at the same time as you're, you know, filling out your data sheet. <laughs> you're writing songs and filling out data sheets well, at the no, same time. Well, uh, no, not usually. <laughs> but some of the songs that were inspired by places that I've mm -hmm. been when I was, you know, doing some sort of scientific work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, two of your songs, let's see. Um, this is a melody, and, and I remember basically involved sitting and, and looking. Which, That's true. Which I found quite intriguing. And, you know, like you say, a lot of people, that let's get from here to there, or let's paddle to the mouth of the river and back real quick and that kind of thing. And and they miss out. But um, that's a interesting approach that you have, at least with these these songs. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I can't say enough good things about staying in one spot and mm -hmm. returning to the same spot mm -hmm. repeatedly as a way to see and experience much more than you do when you're kind of, you know, going through the tunnel of green, like, oh, I'm getting somewhere, I'm going somewhere, you know, you just, the, the wildlife heard you coming like 20 miles away and they're gone, you know, there's just a lot that you won't see that way. Oh, and you made friends with a deer in, at Arcadia, right? Oh yeah, we, yeah. Got, we were tight. <laughs> <laughs> and she got used to being around you, having you there, so. Um, yeah. So that's that's a, an additional benefit. Definitely. Um, so, <clears throat> so do you have a purpose in in writing and singing about nature? Is that is uh, apart from just feeling a need? I mean, I think I, I think other artists can disagree with me. As an artist, usually when I'm making art, whether it's a song or a painting or what have you. Like I'm feeling a need in myself to express myself. And then somebody's like, well, why are you doing that? And you got to kind of go back and say, why am I doing that? And and then come up with sort of a statement. I'm sure there are artists who go the other way around. They have a purpose and then they go out and fulfill it. But for me, it's it's just like an urge to make something. And then I can look back and make a story about why I needed to make that thing or what purpose it might serve in the world and I and I think that has some value but it's definitely not like I don't start from that and mm -hmm. say like oh here's what I'm trying to do in the world and I will now make these things um that being said what is my purpose um in writing songs about nature um you know, I think in some ways it's just like in, in our culture and certainly in the popular culture it's not like cool you know, you don't hear like cool, like pop rock songs about nature. It's just, and it's not, it's not really part of our culture to connect with nature. It's not how we roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that's also having, we're, we're seeing the effects of that in all of these um, environmental crises that we're having. The fact that we don't really have a way um, culturally that we 
engage with nature and that we value nature. And um, so I love to write songs about it because it's so rich and I'd love to um, draw more people into connection with nature. And I'd love for the people who already feel connected to feel like, you know, music can be so supportive. You can, you feel like you're not just like alone with your kooky self, you know, You've, you hear somebody sing a song and you're like, yeah, I get that. I feel that. I felt that. And that, and it matters to me. And now I'm hearing this song and I know how much it matters to me. Um, so from that, from that angle, you know, I think the purpose is to just give voice to that love and connection and hope that it helps other people make that connection and feel empowered with whatever connection they feel. Yeah. What what about other songwriters? What do you suggest you know, if songwriters aspire to sort of channel emotions related to nature or relationships or you know self image or whatever they they feel the urge that you described to uh, express? What, what do you suggest that they do? <laughs> well, I think it's I think people make songs in really different ways. Yeah. So it's it's. Um, I know so many different songwriters and their processes often really surprise me how differently they come at the process of making a song. Um, I mean, one of my foundational suggestions is to make sure that you actually are have time in your world that you could be creative. Um, you have to honor that in some way, uh, make space for that. You're not going to write a song if you don't make any time to write a song. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean like from three to four, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this song. But it could be from three to four, I go for a walk in the woods or I, you know, do something that feeds my soul. And I think creativity really if it's going to be genuine and come from the heart, like your heart has to be like awake and alive. And if there's no space for that in your life, then it's going to be much harder to write a song. And I know a lot of people who think like, Oh, I can't write a song. I just, it's just, I can't do it. And, um, I felt that way at one time in my life, I'd try to write a song and it'd be just so hackneyed and just like, dumb and I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. And I just hadn't opened that space yet for myself. And, and for me, what opened it was like a, a long trip on the Appalachian Trail, just like hiking day after day with all this space and time to just feel and be and be in nature. And the song, just my first song that I ever wrote, just kind of like bubbled out of that. And, uh, and it was like, oh, maybe I could write a song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess that's my, my biggest suggestion. And then there's lots of, you know, techniques for sort of going about it or approaches. And that's pretty, I think, more individual. Mm -hmm. You know, that's absolutely right. Um, about the different approaches. Um, let's see. And then you, your push the dream song was, was very interesting. Um, and that was a research song. Yeah, it's yeah. my only research song <laughs> so the far. The only one. Okay. <laughs> it and, was really fun to write, though. Yeah. 
and and it was it was the the fact that it was women you know taking on big challenges uh, that that sort of gave you the incentive to do the research. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to write an adventure song, like I like I said in the intro to that song, and um, and I just felt like there weren't enough adventure songs about women, or maybe there's aren't any. I mean, that's a bold claim. There probably are some, but um, I I don't know any. So um, that was my starting point, and then I wanted it to be like a polar adventure of some kind um, because I was inspired by the Stan Rogers song and. Um, so I just started looking around, where are some women who've done some amazing polar adventures? And, and I came across these, these two women, um, Liv Arneson and, uh, Anne Bancroft. And I was just pretty blown away by this experience that they had and their bravery. And they had incredible difficulty getting funding to do what they wanted to do because people were like, you can't do this, you couple couple girls, you know. They, they you know, this is really dangerous. Like, oh, no, we didn't know that. Thank you for, for <laughs> filling us in. <laughs> um, and in any case, they, um, I was just very moved by the whole story, and I ended up doing a, a lot of reading both um, – from these women and other accounts of the journey and also just like tons of research about Antarctica in general. Um, and, uh, it just is a very, it's a very fascinating topic, um, with a, with an interesting history. Um, and the song just kind of like assembled itself out of everything that I had read and, and also watching the women talk about it. Um, and, and the phrase push the dream actually comes from, from listening to one of them speak about why they love to be, uh, in these Arctic, you know, polar places that a lot of people think are so empty and so desolate, but she was talking about how, as I remember it, you know, when there's nothing on the landscape to stop you and it's just this wide open sky and this wide open space and day after day of moving through it, these thoughts and dreams can kind of just like start to coalesce and start to just kind of gain momentum and there's nothing to interrupt it. There's nothing to stop that. And she had this image of like having a dream and sort of pushing it across this icy landscape and it would sort of build and build. And I just thought, that that was beautiful and cool. So that, that, you know, formed the kind of the, the cornerstone of the song, this phrase, push the dream. Um, yeah. So you, you wanted to capture some of that in, in your song. I did. You and did, I, yeah. I wanted to capture, you know, the, the flavor of like the experience that they had and mm -hmm. what was maybe different in their experience than in previous Antarctic expeditions where there was maybe a bit more testosterone and a bit more competitive, you know, things going on. Um, and that, you know, these women really did it for love, for their love of these landscapes and these experiences mm -hmm. and, and with a spirit of, of teamwork and, um, appreciating the beauty, uh, and the mystery and the weirdness <laughs> of those places. Um, yeah. So hopefully I, 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 they haven't heard it, so I can't say 
if they would feel like I captured it, but <laughs> it was fun for me. Well, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you <clears throat> make my life a song. Um, you describe it as, as a prayer, although you weren't directing the prayer to any specific entity. Yeah. Um, so making your life a song, what, what does that involve? <laughs> what does that involve? Yeah. Um, you know, I think what I, what I was thinking when I wrote that was that, you know, I think all of us or most of us resonate with the idea of having a life of meaning and, um, there's something for me in the image of make my life a song that sort of says like it, it's going somewhere, you know, it has a beginning and a middle and an end and a coherency to it and a story to it and a meaning to it. And, you know, when you hear a song that you love, it, it lights up your heart. And so there's something about wanting to have a life that lights people up on some level, the way a song can do that. So I guess that's, I guess that's what it means. I didn't really think too much about what it meant. It just felt good mm -hmm. <laughs> to say. <laughs> have you written other songs, similar themes or related themes? Um... Well, it's funny because I, I have three songs that all have this kind of reference to song in a way, like even that the last song that I did with the singing bowl, this is the melody that mm -hmm. holds me. Like that's kind of, to me, that's definitely related. And then I have another song called Singing My Way Home. Um, so they're all kind of like playing around this idea of song and how... It's almost like we have a song, you know, like each person has a song, like a nature or a spirit that is sort of shaping, shaping their lives and shaping who they are and what they resonate with. So um, I seem to keep coming back to that image. And home is another theme that you, you tend to focus on on occasion. Uh, is that because you moved around a lot or are there other reasons? <laughs> I, I think there's something to that. I definitely have moved a decent bit through the course of my life. And I, and I think I'm not someone who's felt really like a clear sense of home. Um, so maybe there's a longing there to feel home. Um, that's probably true. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't think I have a lot more to say about that, but, but yeah, I like the idea of home and, and I, and I think I'm searching for that in my life on some level. And you, you think it resonates with the listener that, that they too would say, Oh, oh I get that. You want to find a home or define a phone, a home or get a sense of what home is. I think there is a lot of people it would resonate with. I'm, there's probably other people who don't care, <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I, I feel like I see a lot of people who are, don't feel a sense of home. Um, and I think we have a kind of a placeless culture 
you know, a sort of mobile culture where one place is sort of exchangeable for another on some level. And there's something about that and a homeless feeling that to me kind of go together. So I am imagining that other people probably, some mm-hmm. other people resonate. I don't know. You're a listener. Did you resonate? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Sample size of one. <laughs> <laughs> the scientist comes out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you had your, <clears throat> your love song. You say this is the only love song you've written. No, I wouldn't say that. There's just, it's just not like a big theme for me. And yeah. I think there's, you know, love songs. I don't know if anybody's studied it, but I'm guessing they, they're probably a very large portion of the songs that are out there in the world. Yeah. Um, and that might be why I don't write that many of them. Cause I feel like that genre is covered. I don't know <laughs> if I have anything to add to that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, have a lot of love songs but i have a few Mm -hmm. and that's one of them (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh it it struck me as kind of a a variant a very interesting variant on the average it's not codependence (laughs) you know you're you're not ready to end it all because your your friend is no longer around or anything Um, (laughs) but it's also but you know there's it's not like it's cold either it's is there anything that did come to mind uh, having you know in your songwriting experience or you know knowing other songwriters or song listeners has anything else come to your mind that is worth adding to our conversation um you know i guess i would say don't if you're someone who wants to write a song and you have a story in your mind that you can't or you wouldn't be good at it i would just urge people to challenge that a little bit mm-hmm. um not buy into that and um and just remember there's a lot of ways to write a song you can have a certain story or topic that you want to write about you can have a little piece of a melody that just floats in and you go what the heck was that and what can I make out of that or you can just have a feeling and it's so strong and you can say well how how could I make a song that had that feeling? There's just a lot, there's as many ways to write a song as there are different types of people and different types of creativity. So yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what I'd say. Yeah. If you want to write a song, give it a try. <laughs> well, I have a hunch you, you, you uh, experience earworms from time to time. Is that correct? You mean where I just get something in my head and I can't get yeah, it out? Yeah, melody, or... whether it's your own creation or someone else's, it's, it's, oh, sure. it's going. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. So I'm a victim as well. But, <laughs> but sometimes it works. You know, sometimes it, it's beneficial. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So on, on the Appalachian Trail, that was kind of what was going on there, melody and, and feeling? Um. You know, I, I was quite young at the time. I was in my early 20s, and I had just was feeling heartbroken at the time by something, a relationship that had ended shortly before that trip. And and I'd been wanting to write a song for a really long time and never could make anything that seemed worthwhile. And just day after day of walking in silence and in the forest and 
I can't really explain how it happened, but I knew I wanted to say something about this heartbroken feeling that I had and tell that story. And um, yeah, it's just something, the rhythm of walking, just the rhythm of it day after day and so much space and so much silence. And um, it just started to like assemble itself, the story just, and I don't remember it being just like a melody and then words or it just kind of <laughs> step after step, it just started falling into place. And then I had a song that I actually felt good about. It actually said what I wanted to say. And it didn't just feel like a cheesy, you know, copy of someone else trying to say something. It felt mm -hmm. like me saying it. And, mm. uh, and yeah, and it was satisfying. And then I was just totally hooked on the idea of writing songs at, at that point. <laughs> how, what's an estimate of how many songs you've written? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I've never actually counted them. I'm not super prolific. Um, I'd say maybe like. 25 or 30 songs mm -hmm. and not all of them ones I would want to share publicly. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Well, thanks, Claire. That's very helpful. Great, great comments. Great insights. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for watching our show. I'd like to acknowledge the support of the Western Mass Songwriters Collaborative promoting the original music scene in Western Massachusetts. If you want to learn more about the Collaborative, go to their Facebook page. Thanks for watching. I'm Dr. Dan. I hope you'll tune in again for the show that puts a spotlight on songwriters. Production resources provided by East Hamden Media.